Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Todd Heido. Todd's work has been featured in the New York Times, Wired, Vanity Fair, as well as being in permanent collections of the Getty, the Whitney Museum, the Guggenheim Museum, and the Smithsonian, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Todd about his approach to photography, his experience studying under legendary photographer Larry Sultan. I also speak to Todd about how he first got his work seen and into galleries. Todd is a photographer whose work I've been following for a while now, so I was really excited to get a chance to speak with him about everything he's kind of accomplished over the course of his career. So I hope you enjoy it, and thanks so much for listening. All right. Well, uh, Todd Heido, welcome to the podcast, man. Excited to have you on. Um, a lot going on in the world the last four months. Uh, yes. Crazy times. Uh, I guess to start off, man, like how's the last four months been for you, man? Like it's been a, it's been kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'd say the exact same thing. It's kind of, it's been absolutely kind of crazy and weird. Um, and, um, um, and also just like, uh, um, it's one of those things that gives you perspective, um, about how lucky we are, um, uh, some of us, you know, um, and, and the, or even a lot of us are very lucky, like in the world. But just to be able to just in the interconnectedness that that we all have, like you know, like we're like an organism. And like if one part doesn't do well, the other part's not going to do well, and yeah. you know, all this stuff happening in the um, politically and um, just there's just such upheaval. It's really kind of um, like I've never seen before. Um, and so, and so what I've been doing is I just been like. I've, I've been, I'm also like one of those people that, um, I've seen too many zombie movies to, uh, <laughs> uh, not pay attention to all this. And I, I started paying attention to this the minute I heard about it. Cause a friend of mine was stuck in China. He went there for over the holidays for Christmas and he hadn't, uh, and he went through that whole thing of being, he happened to be right in Wuhan and, and they were quarantining and, and I, I was, we were hearing the stories and like, and I knew that it was not, this was not something to be messed with, you know? So I've been, um, you know, really safe. I, I was in France right before this. I was in France um, doing a um, uh, a commission uh, in this town called Duville, um, and I was photographing for about uh, ten days or so. And uh, as soon as we got on the freeway, we, we were start, starting to get ready to like. It's like uh, we need to go back home. It was this was in the the last days of February, um, and I came. I arrived home on March first, and uh, and I've basically been here at my house. Um, with my son and uh we've opened our bubble up more like, like to like um uh have my assistant be able to work and yeah. i've been able to print and i've been able to, to make shows and fortunately i have all my printing on site so i've been able to like continue to work but um it's really crazy time still yeah like have you been like taking pictures at all or you just been kind of like you said it's yeah. been kind of printing and organizing i guess i i've I, I pretty much been printing and organizing i, I had a lot to do because when i came back from that trip in france um I had to basically put together this an entire exhibition the, um, that will be over there in, in October. I highly doubt I'm going to make it because yep. if they even let us into the country by then, um, it's still something that's like nobody knows what's going to happen in October. You know? Yeah, that's like I, I was interested in talking about that, like because a large part of your business is like gallery shows where they're it's like a it's a social thing. Like, yeah. at, what are you, at, with the galleries you work with, what's kind of been the conversation? How are you guys approaching it? Like, I've seen some galleries are doing like online shows. Yeah, where people like zoom in. It's kind of different. 
Um, but like, I guess what's kind of the conversation in that world for you, I guess. Yeah. Well, it, it's pretty much been like, uh, at, at first, I don't think nobody knew what was going to happen. It was going to be this long. Yep. And so we didn't have uh, we didn't make any kind of a plan. Yeah. But, um, and then the novelty of like being home wore off like real fast. Yeah. And everybody started to get a little bit concerned about like, you know, well, how are we going to like make a living? Cause we make a living from, you know, all the things like I, I had a job in Italy that was canceled to shoot like this tile factory, you know, uh, uh, alongside the pictures of, with Luigi Geary, you know, which would have been an amazing job. And, and that got canceled. I, I had um, supposed to be in some, uh, you know, couple of art fairs this summer, couple of book fairs, totally canceled, Photo London canceled, Palm Springs photo workshop canceled, um, you know, there's workshops in Montana, Charcoal Book Club canceled. And so when all that stuff just started to peel away, it was like, holy shit, like, um, you know, and then you realize the thing about art is that it's a luxury to have art and to be able to buy art. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a necessity for people, like, but, it, but you don't really, it's not, it's not, it's not essential, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so, um, so really what happened like through the, the first few months of it all, like we all just started to, you know, start to think about, well, what can we do, you know? And, um, and there are fortunately collectors, um, that are not affected by all of the stuff happening. And then, and then living in California in Silicon, I live in Oakland, but it's, Silicon Valley is like 30 minutes away. And, um, and there's a lot of people out here that are doing extremely well now, even better than before, which is really weird because everything's shifted to being online. And yeah. so there, there are some collectors that have been helpful um, and generous um, with galleries, you know, because they know that, you know, the I, 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 like, I can always fend for myself. I've always got a way to figure out how to make a living. Mm -hmm. But um, I worry sometimes about the galleries, the smaller ones, and that are they, they're totally dependent on art sales, you know. Um, I at least can do like, you know, little things or I can do, um, you know, commercial jobs, if, you know, when they come up, come up or, but, um, but even those are getting, are complicated right now. Like there was one job I was going to do and, you know, the people we were going to photograph, you know, didn't want to come to um, a certain neighborhood, you know, um, because it was like, cause they were up in the mountains in Tahoe, like hiding out and it's like, well, we're not going up there either. So let's not do the job. You know? Yeah. It's tough, man. Like my, I got a buddy, he's a union, uh, like gaffer, like down yeah. in LA and he works on like big, like movies and stuff. And like, they're not working at all down there because like none, yeah. of, the, none of the insurance companies want to sign off on these shoots where there's like hundred plus people. So it's like, right. yeah, it's, it's, it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. I, I saw on, on something uh, the other day, uh, like a Zendaya, um, uh, and an actor performed in a movie that uh, that um, I, I don't know I don't know a lot of names in in, in Hollywood, but um, mm -hmm. the, but the director of um, what's that show Zendaya's in the one that Euphoria? Euphoria. I just oh yeah yeah that's what it is. Yeah. You, you know her from like a, the Disney show, Spider Man. Uh, or, I think was she in Spider Man? Uh, I don't know. She might have been. She, my kids used to watch her all the time, and then now she's like a superstar. Um, but she but they made a film. Uh, uh, the director of Euphoria uh, wrote it for for this a COVID like a thing like it's not about I don't think it's about COVID but so they they wrote it so they could small crew didn't have a lot of scenes and apparently they shot a feature length film um, uh, um, under quarantine and they had everybody was only on the crew quarantined for fourteen days Damn. and they just did not leave the bubble and uh, and they made a movie in two weeks Jesus Christ. Right, right. So I think that's going to be like, I think there'll be things like that that get people get real creative when they need to, yep. you know? Yeah. And then also you, like you can, 
trim the fat of a lot of things. And I mean, you know, it's always amazes me how many people work on a film, you know, and, and I'm sure they're all, everything's valid, you know, but you know, in, in every space, there's a little bit of room to like whittle down all the things you need and all the people you need. And you can, you can do a lot with less. Um, and that's kind of a common, I think we're, we're going to be heading towards that a lot. Yeah. Even like, even for myself, just like through this process, cause like, I mean, we all, we both work in a freelance career, so you never know when the next job's coming. So I was just like, I went through my like bills and stuff and I just cut out all this bullshit that I didn't even need. Right. It just shows you don't need all this shit. I had all these subscriptions to shit. I don't even hardly use. And it's just like, right. At the end of the day, what do you really need? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I've done the same exact thing, like going through the bills, you know, do I really need like all these cable channels? I watched two of them and like, uh, you know, and then uh, right before we talked, and as soon as we're done talking, I'm going to be working on refinancing my house, um, nice. you know, just to like re- get everything as low as it can go. The yeah. one thing I will say for those of us that are like, it's hard for freelancers. It, it's, uh, you know, it's a really, uh, it's hard to, mm-hmm. to have a career that like, you know, like you're, you know, if pe- people got to call you so you can make money. And, um, and, uh, and so it, it's, but there's, I've been through this a little bit in 2008, like when we had that recession there and, um, and it was, you know, a similar kind of way. There was uh, shows that were happening at galleries and like the, the show before mine had sold zero prints in it, which was really like, wow, I hadn't heard of that for anybody. And, um, and then, um, and then I had a show, unfortunately, like, you know, I, like a music promoter, like, you know, bought he, he, you know, he broke the, 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 he, he christened the thing and bought a few prints and, and then things started to roll again, but it was really like a tenuous time. And so I, I've been through, um, ups and downs, you know, before and, um, Somehow or another, you, you get through, you know, and you figure things out, you know, and, and, and there's a thinning of like the world, like, like literally in this case, but like, there's there just a lot of things that sort of drop out mm-hmm. that aren't necessary. And, and I don't wish that upon anyone, of yeah. course, ever, but, 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 but like, there is something that, um, there's a, there's a, um, a, a sort of like the perseverant, um, and, and, um, and high quality, like things like seem to stick around. Mm. um you know um but anyway but we'll yeah, see how because like i was gonna ask you that anyways is like like you're saying like this career path there's like so many ups and downs like obviously this time is like different than any time in history covid absolutely yeah. but like overall in your career like did have you always just been able to like how do you manage those stressful times where it's up it's ups and downs is this is more you just have it in your mind that like you're not quitting you're going to persevere or like, how do you deal with that? Cause it is, I, I know the feeling where it's like, Oh man, cause I'm mostly sure like editorial. So there'll be like yeah. months where shit, man, like last month right. or so, I haven't worked much. I'm like, fuck, am I ever going to work again? <laughs> it's like, right. Right. No. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy, dude. I, I mean, and I will tell you even, even like I've been doing this for a while. Like, uh, like my last pay stub uh, um, for like uh, through my um, uh, one of the people I work with was $109. Yeah. <laughs> You know, that's not going to even buy groceries. Um, but, um, but how I deal with that is to say, I've always been, I save money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that um, it's something like I kind of came from a, I came from a very working class background. Like I grew up, you know, like my mom, you know, we had food stamps and, you know, um, and we didn't have any money. And I just like, whatever it is I've created for myself, like I've created it, you know, entirely by myself. And, um, um, well, my friends and family, of course, were part of that too, but, um, yep. and my assistants, um, but, um, 
anyhow, um, you know, I, I, I've had, uh, um, I've, I've, you know, there's always a worry about that, you know, and, and, and because, and, and to, uh, and to, you have to balance out like the saving money factor mm-hmm. with the, uh, your, uh, your anxiety level, what you're willing to kind of work with. Um, and so, um, but it's just good to know that there's, um, you know, something in the, you, I, I have like a, you know, a, uh, uh, if the shit hits the fan kind of, uh, pile of, 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 um, you know, what, what, what would happen if I had to like, you know, I got no jobs, you know, I, I have some stashed, some stuff stashed aside so I can, um, help me through that, you know, for a few months, you know? Yeah. And looking yeah. at your work, it seems like you're interesting cause you got your hands in a lot of different bags. Like you're obviously yeah. in the gallery world, you're doing the book thing, then you're doing like, I know you do commercial work too. So uh-huh. it's like, is it almost like you feel like you're almost like managing three different businesses at once? It's like the gallery is one thing and then you got your commercial stuff over here and then it might be like some collectors and it's just, it's, yep. it's, like, it's like three different bags almost. It, it, it very much is. It, it, it works that way. And that, and because of that, actually it's kind of like, um, it's a good thing because if your if your sources of income all come from one place, it's kind of like, don't put, don't put all your eggs in one basket, you know, that old saying. And, um, and so it's been, there have been times when, you know, the commercial art world has sort of been a little bit slower, but my artwork has done okay. And then, and then sometimes there'll be like, I'll get a bunch of commercial jobs and then, or maybe get an advertising job. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, and, and so things come and they go and they're always like, um, they always sort of, you know, a, a knock on wood, you know, it's just, they kind of just come at the right time. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, you know, I, 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 I try to do, like I, I have a working, uh, I have a working class background, and, and my work ethic is like, if somebody asks me to do something, you know, and, and 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 it's not an insulting amount of money, like, or or some weird project, but like, I mean, I I I, I have a hard time saying no to things, yeah, because yeah. you never know what's going to happen next. Oh, definitely. Like yeah. I've had that many times where like yeah. I helped out like an agency, like on a pitch or something, and then it led to like a good job. And I'm Absolutely. the same way. I just, I just like being bu- busy. Obviously yeah. you want to have a goal in mind, not busy to be busy, but it's like, yeah, like you said, you don't know what could lead to the next thing with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And it's true. And, and, and one thing leads to the next, or sometimes you do something like um, when the, when somebody doesn't have a whole like, I don't have a big budget, but you want to do the project with them mm-hmm. and then it comes back around and then like, you know, Oh, you're doing an ad with them next, you know, or something like that. So it's um, you know, it's good to just keep motivated and keep moving and, you know, um, and then whenever things are, um, um, uh, whenever the pot needs stirred, you know, I'll kind of like, you know, do stuff like, you know, like call people, I'll, I'll send people some pictures, I'll, you know, um, post on Instagram, you mm-hmm. know, that, that's one thing that I, I started doing, um, during this, the, the beginning of the pandemic, I just started like, um, uh, hearing all this, I, I would watch the news all the time. And then I would like hear all these new words and stuff like, you know, and, uh, and I just started looking at my work and started thinking about like how everybody was really kind of in the same boat of being like stuck at home, isolated. We were having the same feelings and stuff. So I started posting on Instagram every day, um, mm-hmm. uh, which is something I hadn't ever done before. Um, and, um, and it was really interesting how that sort of like drummed up, you know, um, a lot of uh, attention um, towards my work that I was kind of recontextualizing you know, in this modern time, you know, like, or one of my, I mean, you know, quotes was like quarantine and chill. Like that's old school now, but like, <laughs> I think I might've thought of that in the very beginning. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. And, uh, um, 
And so, um, uh, but just simple stuff, you know, and then, but people thought it was funny, you know, and the thing that was really weird is like, my work is not funny at all, but like when you add something, a little bit of humor in a, in a tense situation, it actually really goes a long way of that humor. So uh, sure. I really, I really like that, you know? Um, I think, I think looking at your Instagram, I, I, I for like getting ready for this interview, I, I scrolled through a lot of it. And I think it's like, I think it's always great when you see like photographers who have been successful and people look up to, and you'll, you'll comment back with people that follow you and stuff. And I think, I think it's so smart. Uh, just for one, people are fans of you. They, they like that connection. But for you, because you're selling books and stuff, that little connection with someone that follows you, that's a, that could be a potential book sale for you. So I think it's like so important. And I, I love seeing photographers that like actually interact with the people that are like supporting them or following them. So I, I kind of really respect that because social you. media is a tough thing, but I think it's great. Uh -huh. People, yeah. it is a dialogue. Yeah, 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 very much so. And, and, and I remember, I always just remember like I was all like, you know, I was a, I, I was, a, you know, and I came out of high school doing photography and I, you know, uh, you know, there were people that there was no social media back then, but like I followed photographers like books on the books on the, on, on the bookshelves when they came out and, and there were people that I loved and I like, and I always remember that whenever I got a chance to meet somebody, mm -hmm. like I met Harry Callahan one time and, and, uh, and, and I was like, and he was a, just a total hero of mine. And I was like, and, and he didn't, I don't even know what he said back to me, but like, it was just, you know, we, we, we had, uh, you know, a, a, a dial. Oh, I think it was about printing. It was about, um, he showed some slides, um, of a show at MoMA that he had done like many years ago. And, 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 and all the pictures were, um, you know, they were like, they were really small, like eight by 10 was the biggest one. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I like how he had him arranged on the wall and it was really cool that, um, you know, he kind of like, he's like, yeah, it doesn't have to be bigger. It's not better, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and, and just stuff like that, you know, like, like, uh, you know, I mean, that's a saying that a lot of people know, but like to have him say that to me, you know, uh, it meant a lot. And there's, and I have, you know, 20 examples like that. Um, but, um, um, so I think it's important to be able to like give back to the people, um, that, um, are, are paying attention to your work, you know? And, and I really, um, you know, I make my work, you know, firstly for myself, but, yeah. but have to have a, a following of people that, that like what I do and they act. and I've been blown away by some of the comments I get like about how, you know, like, they, like, Oh, I'm, I'm so happy you posted this today. Like it's a really hard time right now. I'm, I'm, you know, or, um, you know, it just kind of makes me happy, you know, to see this stuff, you know, and, uh, you know, or even, even some like nurses and doctors have written me and, just say that like, like, you know, they come out of their shift and they're like, Oh my God, like it's so happy. It's so great to see this beautiful sunset yeah. you know, in your work. Um, just to kind of remind people of what, what's out there, you know? And then also, you know, my work's a little uh, like um, there's an isolation, like a, a part to it. And so it's sort of like, it just, it just matches this what's going on right now. So that's a, that's a, I guess a lucky thing. Um, but um, it's just, but it's also, I also like work to recontextualize certain things to fall into that place. Cause I always say that like the, the meaning of, of, of an artwork resides in the viewer mm -hmm. um, because it, it's like, and so you need the, you need the viewer to sort of complete it. You know, I, I know what it means for me, but you know, I try to make things that are um, I guess not dogmatic, but they're just, I, 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 I like to make art that's ambiguous that um, people can come to on a lot of different levels or whatever level it is or whatever place it is they're in, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's always interesting, like, 
because as an artist, you're you're looking at your work every day and you're you're analyzing it for years and years every day. It's all you're thinking about. And and when yeah. some when someone else comes out of left field and says something about your work, for me, I've had this happen. I'm like, wow, I never even fucking thought of that. Cause you you think Sorry. of yourself one way. So it's it for me, it almost is kind of important sometimes to get a different perspective. Not yeah. always, because you as an artist, you have your own vision and you know what you want, but it is even at your your level, do you feel like do you ever learn anything from people when they say something about your work, or is it more you you're kind of just in your own lane doing your thing? You think? No, no, I I, I, I definitely like um um I, I've had the way I've looked at things change from what people have said before. Um, um, but 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 I say the more but more importantly for me, I think what I get I get an affirmation that what I'm doing is connecting to somebody um, and that, and that's sort of like, um, you know, it sounds kind of cheesy and corny, but like, you know, but that's kind of a lot of reason we make artists to connect with people. Yeah. Um, you know, and, um, and, and, and so I'm, I, I, I like when that it, you know, it hits home with somebody, you know, there was one comment that uh, one of my favorite comments I've ever heard about my work was, it was just, I was a, a comment on a blog, like a Tumblr blog, like, yeah. and, and the, the artist, the woman said, um, um, it's a, I've never met Todd Heido and he's never met me, but somehow he's making pictures of my memories. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. You know? And so it's sort of like, you know, it kind of shows that thing that like, even in the beginning, we're, about, we're all interconnected somehow or another, you know, and um, you know, it's, and it's not just through the trials and tribulations of our lives, but also just like the things that we see or the things that we feel, yeah. um, you know, and, and all that. So yeah. Yeah. It is interesting to think because you've oh, over the course of your career, you probably sold thousands of prints and, and they're living somewhere. They're living in someone's living room. They're living in someone's bathroom every time they go to the kitchen. Yeah. It, it's kind of interesting when you think about it that way. It's like because you think about your home, the way you decorate it and stuff. It's like yeah. it's, it's like comes a part of your life. Like does. Any, anytime you move out of a house or something that you grew up in, it's like it's it's all it can be like a sad thing. People don't want to get a get rid of stuff and right. it's like your photo be, it, it has like a new life to it when it goes to someone's home you know yeah yeah absolutely and i know about that because i i have things like that for me too like you know there, there's uh you know fortunately as a photographer you know how it is you get to trade prints with people often but like yeah. but there are, are are other there's several things i've purchased like a harry callahan print like was one something i had gotten um and it was um you know a long time ago but it was uh but it's something that's like, you know, it, it has a, it, it holds a, a very special place in my house and, you know, and, and other work that I have that I bought, like it, it means a lot to me, you know, mm -hmm. not to just, it's not just decoration or stuff that comes and goes like there's, a, it's constantly on that wall, like all the time, you know? Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. How, how, how to go back, I guess, like how, how do you initially kind of get into photography? Mm -hmm. I, I, I got started doing it by doing, um, I used to race BMX bikes and um, I grew up in Ohio and um, just like every kid today with an iPhone and a skateboard, um, you know, if you're doing some tricks with your friends, you want to like, you got to show somebody else um, what you're up to. Yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, and then if you don't record it, it's almost like it's gone, you know? <laughs> uh, um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, so basically that's how I got started doing photography is I was, racing bmx at, the, at these tracks I, like uh, and i was a racer not like a freestyler was it like the um, dirt was it like dirt tracks or like some dirt tracks dirt, dirt tracks yeah, yeah yeah dirt tracks and uh you know i started by building them in the woods and then you know, a lot of my first pictures are like 
my friends and I like just jumping little like in you know, mounds of dirt that we um, we dug up out of the in the woods, you know, and uh, to make it and cleared a path in these uh, and made a track and stuff. Um, and it was very cool. And, and then so and then I and then I got I started like you know to do that. And then I just kind of got hooked. Took photography class then in 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 high school, and I and then I was just I just it just spoke to me immediately. And then, you know, I've, and I've been doing that ever since. So that's how I first picked up the camera that was to kind of record my, me and my friends, you know, um, on our bikes doing tricks. That's cool, man. I, do you ever remember, because uh, I, I was in the BMX when I was younger, there's this guy, he, he was, I think, a track racer too, this guy, Gary Ellis. Yes, uh, I, I remember that guy. I, I, don't, I didn't know him, but he was probably from California. Yeah, he was a ripper. He was on, I forget, what was the BMX magazine back then? Was it called like oh, BMX yeah. Plus? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I used to buy that all the time at the grocery store. Um, and uh, and I, I, I at that point in time, I thought, oh, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna move to California and be a BMX Plus photographer, you know. And <laughs> yeah. uh, that's what I would have wanted to do. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, but that's exactly where I, I started right there. That's amazing. Cause and then you ended up you ended up going to college for photography. Yeah. So yeah. So I ended up uh, um, I ended up going. Um, to a, a, a small school in Pittsburgh called the Art Institute of Pittsburgh, because I didn't know where, where I came from. I came from Kent, Ohio. Yeah. And, uh, um, and, and it's a very, um, I mean, it's, it's Kent State University is there, but like there's not a lot of culture and, and stuff. Um, there wasn't when I grew up there. It was like, you know, if you want to, and, and we never went anywhere. I, I, I don't even know who Ansel Adams was, you know, at that yeah. point. Um, and then, but I went to this small school, learned the trade of photography. Um, and that was in Pittsburgh. And then, and then I, I took a workshop um, um, at this place called um, Anderson Ranch. Um, one of my photo teachers had heard about it, and um, and it was something that uh, um, was seemed very interesting to me. So we, I went out there for this. It was in Colorado, and uh, and I took that class. And then I, I started to realize there was more of more to photography than. Um, than, than just what we were doing at school because it was like it was a trade school. It was like more like um, trying to teach um, you how to run a studio or something. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, literally, like some of our one of our tests. I always remember, like our lighting test was our exam was like okay, Rembrandt. Make, yeah, yeah. The, the teacher would say he would actually have you do it in front of him. He's like, all right, <laughs> do some Rembrandt lighting on this, or, or or like where would you put the light to create the most texture on the subject? Yeah, you know, and then yeah. you'd move the light on in the studio and. You know, and all that stuff was very, I don't know how, but it was all just came to me supernaturally and very easily. And all the technical stuff was really easy for me. And, uh, and so, but the, the thing that was missing was the, the, the concept and the art part of it. And uh, so at these workshops, I learned this stuff and then I learned of the bigger world of photography. And then I ended up going to school at the Boston Museum School. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, and, 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 and that was where I um, really met the photography people that, became the foundation of like what I am today. Um, and, and that was like, uh, um, you know, everybody I worked with, um, all of my teachers uh, either had Eric, uh, um, Harry Callahan or Aaron Siskin as their teacher. Um, and they were all like, most of them for, for, were from RISD, um, Rhode Island School of Design. Um, uh, in the late, in the, in the 60, late 60s and 70s, they, they went to school and then they became teachers um, at the museum school. And then, so we had this really incredible crew of people um, and even students that were uh, in my photo school that were really just amazing. And, and I learned so much and it was like, I learned that it was, a, it was, it was a lifestyle. It was a life. You can have a life of photography mm -hmm. and then, 
we had a teacher named Virginia Bean who would take us like, she always wanted us to see like, well, how do people do this? How does like Emmett Gowan make all this happen? You know, so like, and, um, um, and Emmett Gowan happened to be her neighbor, um, you know, um, and, uh, um, and so she knew him well, of course. And, uh, and so he, uh, our whole class got to go to his house and stuff and like, you know, um, and, and just and go to his museum show in Philadelphia, you know, which was a huge deal for us all like to, you know, those, those are the things I'll never forget as long as I live. Like, you know, I mean, I'll never forget going to Emmett Gowan's house and, um, and going into his dark room and it would be like, uh, and it was a room that in any Midwestern house would have been the sewing room, yeah. you know, uh, but it was, it was Emmett's dark room and it was, and then you're like, okay, wow, this is just a room. It even has windows that he's blocked out with like, you know, velvet and stuff. And, um, and his negatives are all just stacked up right there in front of the enlarger. And it's just kind of like, wow, like this is not complex. Um, this is, you don't need to have this crazy studio to make incredible art. And like, and then we had just had seen his pictures at the Philadelphia Museum of Art. And it was uh, some of the greatest prints I've ever seen in my life. And, and then all of a sudden it's like, you're standing where they were made literally. And it was like, and then, but you connect the dots and you're like, Oh, this is not complex. It's just, you just do it, yeah, you know, yeah. and, uh, and you don't need a lot to do it. You don't need a lot of stuff to do great things. Um, yeah, and so I always remember like, like learning that stuff, you know, which is cool. What kind, what kind of stuff were you shooting back in? Like when you were at the museum school, was it similar yeah. to the stuff you're doing now or what do you uh, No, it actually was really different. It was, um, um, I was very, as you, as you know, everybody probably is like, you know, you're very much influenced kind of by, uh, your surroundings and, and the people you're with. And everybody at that point in my, in my world of photography was, um, you know, uh, like they were like Harry Callahan and, and, and like, you know, like eight by 10 was a big print, you know, like, uh, yeah. and there was, um, where I, I, there was people that did color, but they were sort of, it was more of the, like a cult of color and it wasn't really like my thing. Um, but, um, I never printed one color picture at the Boston museum school. Um, but, when I, and so we were doing like my, my work was black and white. It was uh, all like a uh, small prints. Um, you know, they were maybe like six by seven inches and they were, um, um, and they were very much like, um, timeless subjects, um, like, you know, trees and, and, but there was a, a, a mood, um, or there were landscapes and portraits, uh, um, which is something that's maintained. Yeah. And then, but there was a mood to it that was, was developing that is so, sort of uh, is where I, that's uh, stuck with me. And then, um, and then um, I even did a few still lights back then, you know, um, but, um, and then eventually I moved out to California um, after working um, as a, as a, a, a photographer's assistant um, for a man named John Goodman in Boston. Oh um, yeah. That guy's a badass yeah. photographer. I always remember. Yeah. I loved it. He did like a whole series on boxing and like, yep, you know, exactly. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I actually, uh, I printed many of those prints. Wow. And then, and, and then ironically, like, you know, coming back, just to go back a little notch, cause this is interesting stuff for f students to hear is that, you know, how, how did I get a job for him? I got a job. I'm not, not for him with him. I got a job with him because I, I, I like at school, I learned how to print really, really well. Yep. And, um, um, and, uh, and I was, and, and am really good at that. And, uh, and I went and I remember I saw his, like, um, next to his, 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 his studio was above the photo lab. Everybody dropped their film off at. And, um, um, and so I would see it, I would see his name and I'd pick it up on the mailbox. And I was like, one day I just went and knocked on his door, you know, not knowing any better. 
and uh, and then just said, hey, I you know, I wonder if you guys were, look, I want, I want to share my portfolio with you and stuff. Like just again, like really naive. Like yep. uh, I wouldn't do that today, you know. But like, uh, but anyway, but like the, his assistant let me in and he said he's not here, but like, why don't you come back tomorrow? And uh, um, and then. And then I saw my prints and he was like, I want you, I, I, he said, would you like to print my portfolio for me? And I was like, sure. He had a dark room right there. And then I, 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 I had a job and I started the next day and I, I, I spent months printing his portfolio, reprinting his portfolio because that this is back in the day when we had to have, uh, call it your book, you know, and, and it was yep. your, uh, your leather bound, custom made leather bound portfolio, you know, that everything is carefully printed in and, um, um, and it, and it's just, it's fetishized over and it's like the thing that gets you jobs at that point in time. And, um, um, uh, and it was, and, and so I, I, I redid his whole setup and then next thing you know, there's like a job comes in, Oh, he's in the dark room, ask him if we can work on a job tomorrow. And I would be like, yeah, I can do it. And then like, I just got hooked in and then ended up becoming his first assistant over after a couple of years. And, um, and that was really good. Cause, and that was an important experience for me because, I learned, uh, one of the things I learned from John really, a, a lot of it was, I learned how to get shit done um, and, uh, um, and how to, and how to uh, talk to people and how to uh, negotiate things because he had a big open studio with no, the only walls were the dark room walls, but the rest of it was an open, open studio. And a lot of times it was just him and I, and this is before email. And so everything that ever happened in and out, imagine your whole inbox spoken out loud all the time. Like, yeah. uh, you know, so you, there's nothing, everything you hear, every conversation. And, uh, and so I just would listen, you know, and I learned how to like negotiate. I learned how to get people to get things done. I learned how to, um, you know, get a job, you know, from, uh, uh, um, you know, from an agency or something or a magazine, or I knew how to learn how to finish a job and all that. And so, it's just invaluable. And then also just like the fact that you could just get a lot of things done in like a one day. I was sometimes was blown away by how much we actually would do in a day, you know, where it would take uh, like, you know, it would take a, a month for a college student to do that much work, you know? Um, yeah. So, um, so that was cool. So that was the whole black and white world for me. And, uh, and that, and, and he, and he was like uh, those pictures from the times square gym are amazing. Um, you know, really beautiful. And, um, it was fun to see him make those and, and then, and then start to print them because they were just so dark and beautiful. Um, really, yeah, I, loved I loved them because it was like, uh, when I first looked at them years ago, I think I was in college and I was like, Oh, photos don't all need to be sharp. Like you can be like blurry. Yes, and I was like, this is so great. Like so, uh, some of my favorite photos, like they're like so blurry. You can hardly even tell what it is. Like it's just like a boxer, like at a bag or something. It was this. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was yeah, like eye opening exactly. to me. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, and for me too, you know? Um, but yeah, so after that, after I worked with him, I ended up going, um, coming to California, um, to go to graduate school. Yeah, and, um, um, why do you want to go to graduate school? Did like, did you think you were going to be a teacher or like, yeah, I, I, well, I, well, two, two things. One is I wanted to, I knew there was more out there for me to learn. Mm -hmm. And I, and, and I was, and I always had like, for me, like, um, it's interesting. It's because I've learned, I learned photography, commercial photography first. Um, and then I learned about art photography later. I always had in my back pocket that I could make a living doing photography, um, with the skills that I knew. And like you said, you can open a photo studio somewhere and, and bang, you're like the town photographer. Uh, I, I that, you know, actually that sounds appealing right now, actually, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but um, uh, but, um, 
but uh, but there's other and I but I knew there was other stuff and I, and I really responded to the art photographers, you know, like Emmett Allen and Sally Mann and um, um, that kind of work was really what I that kind of black and white sort of uh, um, atmospheric um, sort of dramatic work that what that's what moved me and, and I wanted to go out and, and 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 make something out of that and so I ended up coming out here and and then and then I knew that because of that. Because half my my time in art school was spent, you know, at uh, more of a technical school. Yeah. Um, like there was still a lot of things I did not know, and uh, and I wanted to, you know, and then one of my best classes I ever had was like the history of photography, and uh, I loved looking at pictures and 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 seeing things, and so I just knew there was a whole there was more to go for me, and I, and 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 I always remember Harry Callahan. He said this um, that. Um, uh, going to graduate school is like you, it's like you're giving yourself a grant for two years to just focus on your work, you mm -hmm. know? And, um, and, and, and that was a good thing for me because I, I, I remember that because I, I just, when I worked for the John Goodman, I mean, we, I work, you know, more than 40 hours a week, you know, sometimes we go away on jobs for like 14 days in a row and I couldn't do anything for myself during that period. So I really, um, was very much um, uh, um, very open and ready for like a, an, a, an academic experience. Um, yeah. And so, and then that's just kind of what I did. But I, I do have a, a thing to say for anybody listening is that, you know, it's really, really important to not go get out of undergrad school and then go directly into graduate school. It's much better if you, you got to pay your rent first alone, you know, mm -hmm. so you can understand what it's like to live and how hard it is to live and make a living. And then after you do that, then you can go to graduate school because you, one, you'll appreciate it 10,000 times more. Yep. If you struggled a little bit and paid your rent. And then um, um, I'm talking like 20 somethings, you know, but um, there are still, their parents still pay their rent. Um, yeah. Because like that, that two years in grad school, like no time in your life ever again, are you going to yeah. have two years to work on your work? Cause like, yeah. as you know, you get older, you got, you got a yeah. family, you got a mortgage, you got all that shit. Yeah. Like when are you ever going to have yeah. having two weeks to work on a project? This, that's it. That's like a gift. You yeah. can never do that. That's a gift. Totally. I, I mean, even, even where I'm at now, it's real. I can barely find two weeks to do something like exclusively. Um, but, but two years, like, it's that's just crazy. So it is a gift and it makes you appreciate it. But if you just go right from one school to the next, yeah. it's just a continuation of like, you know, your naive self, you know, it's better mm -hmm. to get, go to grad school when you're understand more about life, you know, and, 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 and what it takes to do it, you know? Cause, cause did you have like a goal in mind? Like, what you wanted to do like after grad school was like, was it like the gallery thing and like books? Was that always your goal? Cause this talking to you, like you had this experience in the commercial world and then you go to grad school. Was there a goal or what do you think it was you wanted to do? I think the goal was that I wanted to show my work in galleries. Um, and, and, and that I wanted to, I'd been turned on to like, you know, uh, like the museum world and, and like, and, and, and seeing shows and going to New York, um, you know, going down to like we lived in Boston, but um, I would go to um, we go to New York like every month, and just you know go see like you know hundreds of galleries and in, in, in a weekend, and um, and I was really plugged into that kind of thing about like and then started and then the book thing kind of I always was interested in books, but um, uh, that sort of took off more later on. But like I just kind of knew that like 
I wanted to be like those people that I saw, like Emmett Gowan, you know, or, um, or um, Harry Callahan, or like I knew that if they had a life of photography, like I wanted to have something like that too. Or my teachers, you know, that were, that were teaching and making art, you know, like Jim Dow, um, you know, um, and uh, Bill Burke was one of my teachers um, at the museum school. And um, anyway, it was uh, in Virginia Bean. Um, I just, I, I, I like what the life they led and, and how it was centered around this photography thing that we all are crazy about, you know. And did you ever feel any pressure? Like so many photographers feel like they need to move to New York if they want to have a career. Like, you know, that's a, it, that's a great, that's a great question. Uh, um, um, I myself, like I, so I, I grew up in Ohio yep. in a, a small town, a college town. And um, all around cornfields everywhere around there, and um, and then I, I I moved to Pittsburgh, which was a, a city, a big city for me, and then I moved to Boston, and that was a bigger and more important city, and yeah. then um, and then and I went to New York constantly, and when I lived in Boston, um, we would go there every month for sure, and um, and and I'd go down there and I'd get recharged, you know, and you'd see stuff, and it would be like, you know, man, this is like fills me up with new ideas and new things. And then, um, and then, but when graduate school came along, I had been out West um, uh, uh, before just to, just to travel out here. And I really liked it here. Um, I really liked, I remember like was August in San Francisco and I was like, shit, you need a coat, man, to even be outside. It's like freezing. And, uh, and I, and I, and it was one of those 90 plus de uh, degree summers like in on the east coast and i remember like and i hated that yeah. that's what i grew up with and i was like i think this california place could be interesting so i ended up um you know applying to grad school here and um and i got in and i applied to other places too and but um and accepted in the east coast but i was like i'm gonna make a big change you know because because I, I quit that job working for john goodman to like to go to graduate school and i'm like you know i should just go all the way across the country and just do this that way um and I'm really glad that I did because it was one, it was a total like immersion in a very different kind of, 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 of group of people. Um, like the people, everyone was doing large color prints, you know, um, things were very conceptual based. Um, and, um, um, and there was just a different vibe going on um, that was, that I liked very much. And, and I had already started to transition a little bit like uh, over my, when I was just making pictures for myself. Cause the one thing I did do that, like when I worked for John Goodman and I had that 40 hour a week, job week, I would still come home and like, I, I would go out and shoot on the weekends and I would come home at night and print pictures of my tiny, tiny dark room that was like no bigger than a bathtub, you know, yeah. um, um, in this pantry I had in the kitchen. Um, but, um, um, and so I kept doing my work, but, but it was changing as I was, you know, um, uh, uh, growing. And so I, anyway, I decided to come here and, um, and that was a great choice for me because it was like being in this different environment um, with different kind of people. And that sort of automatically changes your work too, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And nowadays, I think you can kind of live anywhere. I mean, you have yes. to, there is definitely an advantage to like living in New York because you're just going to, you're going to bump into people and meet people that way just from going to all those shows and stuff. But yeah. Yeah, I think I, for me, I, I live in like a small town in Massachusetts. And for me, I, uh -huh. I love it. It's like, for me, it's like an added, like, oh, 
uh, pressure. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to get mine, like living out here in this small town. Like I don't need to live in New York, you know? Right, like, right. It's a different challenge, but I kind of like it, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I think that's right because I, like, like um, it, it's something, the one thing that, I mean, I, I've never actually wanted to live in New York. I love New York, but I never actually wanted to live there, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so, um, and then uh, when I when I was out here, um, I remember getting out of graduate, think, getting out of grad school. It was going to be over, and then I remember asking my teacher, Larry Sultan, um, legend, yeah, yeah, total legend. He was incredible, you know. And and, and I, I didn't even know how legendary he was, you know, when I like when I first met him. But um, um, but anyway, he I said, you know, should I, what should I do? Should I like move to New York or stay out here? And he was like, you know what, I I would stay here. And just, and then when you, that, and then make a name for yourself and get your work out there. And then when you go to New York, and, and then when, when your work becomes something, they will ask you to show it in New York, you know, and you'll enter New York in, in this lateral position um, of the, of the, of, you know, because, you know, there's the art world hierarchy and all that shit like that. I mean, it's real, you yeah, know, yeah. Um, but like, uh, you know, so I, my first time I had a show in New York was, you know, I was asked to be in a show, you know, um, and, uh, and it was with really great artists in a gallery, in, you know, in, in Chelsea. And it was, uh, and it was, and, and I was like, damn, he's right. You know, and then that thing turned into a show. How'd that, uh, how'd that opportunity come about? Like, was uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. How, how that came about was I, I had like the, I had, I'll just backpedal a tiny bit just to sort of make it all yeah. make sense. Like, like, so I started doing the houses at night when I was in graduate school. That's when I started doing color photography and that's when I started doing night photography because like coming, like, you know, that whole idea of I've moved 3000 miles away from where I used to live. I should try new things, do different things, you know, not just do the same thing. And, um, um, and so I started experimenting like one was shooting color, two was printing color, never knew how to do that. And then the other one was, um, you know, I night photography cause it was something that, uh, I, I was just out one day and, and, and it, and it, um, it got dark and I just kept seeing things, you know, and I just, so I just started, kept on shooting. I remember from some reciprocity failure assignment, like mm. way back when you're like, well, if you just expose it for a long time, you can't go wrong, yeah. you know, with negative film. And it's true. It's <laughs> totally true. It's like, you can bake that shit. And like, it just, the highlights will just stop baking yeah. for, at some point. Um, but um, anyhow, so I was doing uh, that um, stuff and then, I ended up, you know, started working on, you know, uh, houses at night and, and I made one of them and I, and I, I like, it wasn't, it wasn't an idea that I had. I just kind of, I made one for this one class on a narrative workshop. It, it, it was a class about like just making narratives um, <coughs> with pictures that Larry taught, taught with this, um, a filmmaker. Mm -hmm. um, um, and, um, and so we did, uh, so that I was just making a, a, an establishing shot house, kind of like, you know, you come back from the commercial, like to like, or the Brady Bunch house, you know, like they flash on the house, you know, and then, or there's often a house at night on those things. So I thought, oh, I'll just make a house at night and then there'll be pictures of people and it'll make a story, you know, very basic. And then, um, so I, and I, but I, but I liked that picture. That picture ended up being really interesting and I made another one, you know, and then I was like, wow, there's two. And I started like, going around and I found this great neighborhood that I really liked that had fog and uh, it had fog most of the time in the summer. Uh, uh, and especially that's how the weather is out here. Like in the summertime, it's foggy at night, um, almost every night. And, um, and so basically, um, uh, so that I just started doing it. And then 
one after the other, one after the other. And I just, I wander around and drive, I drive around in my car and just, that's how I've always made pictures, just looking at, driving around and looking at stuff. And then, uh, and then I, I got those together. And then there was a show coming up called Bay Area Now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was a show, it was, it was one of the first um, Bay Area biennials um, at a museum here. Um, and uh, I, I was in, I was in, and it was, I was in, asked to be in that, you know, with, with, I had like seven, I'd made seven photos at that point that were, that went together. And that's, um, and that's all I needed to like have a small part of this group exhibition. Wow. And so, and so I, I, I and then, so those worked. And then, and then after, from that show, um, uh, the person, the, the gallery, gallerist that I worked with and really helped me in the beginning of my career was uh, a Stephen and Connie Wirtz called the Wirtz Gallery. Yep. They had, um, uh, they had um, in San Francisco. They had a. Um, uh, they asked me to be. Uh, uh, they liked my that work I hung, and they're like, you know, hey, would you like to have a show? And I was, and I, and of course, I'm like, yes, um, I would like to have a show. And so it turned out that you know, about eight months later, after I made more work, and I ended up having about 19 or so photographs of those houses. Um, I ended up. Um, um, it was on the wall, and it just it was people really liked it and uh and it got written about in art forum um and uh, and it was in um you know it wasn't even a review it was like a feature in art forum and wow. um and that was really lucky and that was how i just leaped to new york um because the i remember the day after that came out people were calling the gallery to buy prints from them and then and then people were asking me to be in shows and group shows and then just kind, show, of, it kind of builds you kind yeah, of oh, yeah it just builds all builds slowly you know one person sees something you know and um um and 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 it just and then somebody else and i remember like the show was um you know called neighborhood watch and it was uh um you know i, I was in it and i remember gregory crutzen was in it and <coughs> i'm trying to remember the other artists in it but um but it was a small little show at julie saw gallery and um <coughs> excuse me no worries um, and, um, uh, and, and so, and after that, it just started to, I had a show, then I, then they liked my work and they asked me to have a show. And then one thing leads to another and it just kind of accumulates. And then once you get the snowball rolling a little bit yeah. and you know, if the work is good and it's, and it's like, you know, people like, like it, you know, things just kind of progress because the world is always looking for something new. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and, um, and they, um, and, and, and it's really good to be able to have, um, you know, just to, to have your work. And then, but the one thing that I didn't, I didn't do is I, I didn't, I waited until my work was ready to be seen out in the world, you know? Um, and, um, um, and I didn't try to push it too hard in the early days. Um, I mean, I was definitely ambitious, but I wasn't like knocking on every door, mm-hmm. you know, I was just kind of, you know, waiting around, making my work, letting something happen something good would come out of that and I'd let something else, I'd, you know, work a little bit more. And then, you know, um, and then the same thing happened with like book publishing for me. Like I was like, I never, uh, it's funny now because the the world has changed so much and, and the book market, the book making thing has changed so much since when I first started. But like, I never, I mean, mean, a photo book was something that's like, Oh yeah, maybe, maybe a 20 year retrospective, I'll have a book, you know? And, uh, and that's kind of what I had in my head. I wasn't like, I never expected anything more than that. And, uh, but I loved books though. Um, 
and I was constantly looking at them and, and I, I was, and I was always, whenever I could scrape the money together to get something, I would. And, um, um, and basically like, but I, and I, but I was also interested in making books and because of my interest in, in narrative and, um, and magazines and stuff like that, um, I would, um, put my pictures in, in books and I kind of just started to make book dummies. Um, and, and I would make things, um, even though I wasn't, the, 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 their intention wasn't to like, here's my book dummy, you know, publish it, please. You know, it was, um, uh, it was more for me to sort my photos or think about my photos because books are really cool that way that um, if you have a body of work that you're thinking about and, you're, and you want to try to make sense of it, uh, it's yeah. really good to use a, a blank book and just start to put pictures in and turn pages. And then it helps you sort of figure out your story if there is one. You know, but the thing about books that are important is like, you know, every time you pick up a book and you look at it, you know, there's, you expect something from it, you know, expect like, you know, something to come out of that experience. Like, you know, maybe it's a, but there's, and it, but, and it has a beginning, a middle and an end. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and galleries aren't like that. Gallery is just, a, it's a white wall. You know, you can't control which wall they see first. Um, and, uh, and it's, and it's a much harder to figure something out when you can see all the pictures at one time, but because in a book, you're not, you're not seeing everything at once. You're seeing a picture, you're turning the page, you see another picture, the other one goes away. And then now you have this picture and then you turn the page with a memory of that picture. And then yeah, it kind of like, slows, so on things, and so slows, on. It's, kind of like slows things down for you. Cause you can like sit down on your couch and this kind of take your time. Abs absolutely. And it's a really helpful way to sort out your pictures and, and figure out your work. So, I've always um, uh, 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 did that. And then so with, uh, and I had a show, um, I, I was in an art fair um, in, in the year 2000, I guess it was, yeah, it was 2000, um, a photo, a photo fair in San Francisco. And uh, my publisher, um, my longtime publisher, um, Chris Pickler of Nazareli Press, he, um, he uh, saw my work on the wall there and he liked it. And, uh, and I was, um, you know, I was actually buying a book from him. Um, and, 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 and he's like, I like your work. And I was like, Oh, I like your work too. You know, we just kind of started talking and we hit it off and I wasn't trying to, I wasn't trying to show him anything yeah. or like say, uh, you know, it was just like, just, you know, we both were mutually liked what we, we did. And then he, and he said, Hey, like, you know, we should talk about making a book or something like that. You know? And I was, uh, I was, and of course I was like, fuck yeah. You know, but like, uh, <laughs> um, you know, and, uh, and, and I remember I was, um, you know, um, I, I, we made an appointment for a couple of weeks later and I met him at his, his, his apartment and we, uh, you know, we've been making books ever since then. Um, and it's been a constant thing. And I think I've, um, um, made, I don't, I don't know, maybe there's like seven or eight like monographs we've done together and several little things. Does, um, it, does it trip you out? Cause I was looking at some of your older books that like, uh, are, are like not in publication right now. So you gotta buy them like used and stuff. Uh -huh. And like some of them, they go for like over thousand dollars, man. That's gotta yeah, be crazy. That's gotta trip you out because like it, yeah. it's pretty wild. Yeah, it, it, it's very wild. It, it's a strange thing sometimes, you know. It, it, and it's uh, um, and I'm, I've been lucky that I, I like, you know, that my books have been able to be they sell. Um, and that's really and that and that's also key to being able to make more, you know. Um, and um, because sometimes even like you know, like I would be like, hey, can we can we should reprint that. And he's like maybe we should just make a new book, you know, instead. Um, and so, um, um, and so that's been good, um, that he's helped me like, you know, 
uh, have a, a vehicle to get my workout. And then, and pretty much like the way it, it sort of flipped around where I'd say that the books are sort of the thing that like really gets the work out in the world. Um, and I think a lot of people have seen my work that way. I and mean, of course the internet is, you know, huge. And, um, um, but, um, um, but books are like, the thing I like about books is like, they're, they're, they're like, they're always there. They're, they're forever. You know, a gallery show is like, you know, not that many people actually see it, yeah. you know, if, in comparison to like how many people could see a book, you know? Um, yeah. Cause there's like a bunch are, of people, there's a bunch of yeah. people in Nebraska that have your book, but they've never been to any of your shows. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that, and that's fascinating. You know, that's what I like about the books. You can like, it's like your own personal, like, you know, museum you get to take home. Um, yeah. And with, like wh one thing I was going to ask you, you know, I think a lot of like, younger photographers can like look at your website. Like you've been in these amazing galleries. I think you're like in the Getty collection, the Whitney, uh -huh. MoMA. When you're starting out, obviously you have dreams of being in these amazing like institutions or whatever. Did you ever feel like an outsider in this business? Because a lot of times I think looking at these like they're like these pillars of like they're the top. So they almost feel like, ah, oh, that's for like that's for like special people or something. Like, yeah, no, I, 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 I've never like, uh, I, I mean, I, I've had that feeling uh, uh, of like uh, <coughs> being a young photographer and <coughs> going to New York and going to all these places and like, and wanting to be in there, you know, and I, I always wanted to like see my work there. And, um, and so I just, but I just kept, you know, but I never said to myself that uh, it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I would look at it and try to figure out like, you know, like, how can I like, you know, I, I would, instead I would, I would like, you know, what kind of frame is that? You know, oh, that's an eight ply mat board, you know, with a white wood frame, you know, I'd look at that, oh, the mat's five inches wide. And I would like just pick up things from these shows. And, and I learned how that, like what the look was, you know, because I liked it, you know, I didn't do it because it was what they were doing. I like, like if I noticed somebody like framed their work in a certain way and I liked it, I would try it out, you know, mm -hmm. to see if that worked for me. And, um, um, and, and so basically I would just kind of learn things like that and, um, and just kept trying, you know, like, um, um, and then I think that like making, but, but the thing I, I didn't do was in the very, very beginning of it all, I just worked really hard on my work. Yeah. And I, and, 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 and when I felt that my work was of a level that, that, that could be, in those places, um, that's when I started to talk to people about showing it or like, or, and then there, again, there's just lucky things like those people, the curators of Bay Area now, you know, um, in, in 1998, that's a long time ago. And, uh, the, the, and the, 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 these three guys came to my apartment and I had this tiny apartment that we could barely fit in this apartment, all of us, because <laughs> all of a sudden there were four people and my work. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the stuff was like laid out on my bed and shit like that. It was just like, but that's what, but, but they see, they love that. Cause they're like, Oh, this is a young artist. This, this is like, this is the real deal, you know? And, uh, it's not somebody putting on a show. It's, it's, it's your life. You're, you're it's your uh, life. Yeah. It's, it's all, you're so invested in it. It's, it, it's every day, 24, seven hours, 24 hours a day. You know? Yeah, exactly. And, and they, and they recognize that. And so I think that just being passionate about what you do, and, um, and just trying to make your work as good as you can make it. And, um, um, and, and I find that when, if you can just make it really good and then put it out a little bit and then just see what happens, like things kind of happen, you know, from there. And then luckily, I mean, like, like when I, when all that was going on for me, like 
people we, we still weren't using the internet like we we do now it was like just the like when i moved to san francisco that's why i heard somebody say oh you should check out yahoo man everyone's doing it you know? <laughs> i was like what the fuck is yahoo man you know and uh and what do you do with it you know like and uh and then and that was like when i started grad school you know yeah. and that's how far we've come um or how old i am huh? <laughs> no, I actually right. turned fifty-two in uh, uh, in August. You're young. You're young, Tom. Man, you're just getting started, man. You're in your prime. Oh, I am. Right oh, I, I, I am. I believe me, I am. That's yeah. why I'm not going to catch this COVID, man. I'm going to. I'm staying home. You know, <laughs> I like son gets my groceries and stuff, and nice. you know, I, just, I just do the. Uh, you know, it's good that we can talk. Is that you know before I would have been hard to set up a time for me to talk. I would have been flying off to something yeah. to make some pictures or some show somewhere. And I've actually like. I've really enjoyed uh, circling back to what we were talking about in the beginning. I've enjoyed sort of just, I've been out there so much. Like I, I like, you know, the last couple of years I flew like 50,000 miles a year. Uh, um, and, uh, and I haven't, I've only been on one flight this whole year that was coming back from France right before the COVID kicked in. And, um, um, and I'm, I'm kind of fine just to find being at home right now, you know, for a while more. It's okay with me. You know, I'm going to use this time to sort my work and, you know, and do things and, uh, I know edit and print and, you know, and, and somehow I'll figure out how to make pictures. Um, I mean, I can go out and shoot in my car anytime, you know, but, um, I've been trying to focus on just working with what I got. Um, one thing I miss, I will say is portraits. Yeah. That's a period. Like, you know, being a, I'm, I'm partially, I'm, I'm a half portrait. I'm half portrait photographer, half places. Yeah. And, um, uh, and I haven't, I was just thinking today, like, how could I, I have, a, I have a little studio downstairs and, you know, I could like do a socially distanced portrait. I mean, they're, they're all socially distanced anyway. It's not like you're, yeah. you don't get that close to people. Um, but like, a, you know, a model could, you know, just be standing there and if you're wearing your mask and, you know, and, you know, you're, you're as far away as you should be, which is six feet anyway. Yeah, it's, uh, it's tough, man. Yeah, because I'm in the same boat. Like, all my work is people. That's like basically all yeah. I shoot. And I'm like, <laughs> I haven't really shot anything in four months just because it's like you said, yeah, you can probably do it. But then in my mind, I'm like, there's still like this social responsibility to like be safe. So I, I haven't done it yet, but I'm like, I'm in the same boat. Like I'm like going through withdrawals yeah. here. Cause it's like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause you need to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it's true. I think you'll figure it out. Like, I think you could do like, you know, you're like the person you're photographing, mm -hmm. they don't have to wear a mask, you know, yeah. um, while they're in the picture. And if you're, you're standing back far enough and if you could do it outside, yeah, it would really make a, a, a it, it makes a, a, you know that's the other thing I do is I watch the news all the time I could like I could be on any CNN panel and like and hold my own right now um, <laughs> and uh, um, literally and uh, um, and so basically like you know outside activities are much safer than inside activities yeah, um, yeah. you know and then you know or and then you know who knows me I don't know um, you know it could change your work you know in, in an interesting way you know that's one thing that I'll be curious to see is like how will this dilemma that we have about not being able to work or not being able to like do certain things, like how, how, how might that change our photography? You know, yeah. you know, I don't know the answer, but like, um, um, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see like over time, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's been interesting to see people do it. Like Frank Ockenfels has been doing like, Oh like, yeah. He's, he's, he's a beast, man. Like that guy. I know he, him. Yeah. He's great. He's just doing zoom. It, it, it was crazy. He's just doing like FaceTime photo shoots, but you wouldn't even know it's any different than his other work. You know? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. It's amazing. He's got a lot of energy. That guy. I, I really like him very much. 
Yeah. That was one of the things that I was very sad to have canceled is the Palm Springs photo um, festival that happens every year. And uh, Jeff Dunas puts together. Yep. And, uh, and I, and I, I, I was going to be teaching there. I've been teaching there for years and Frank does too. Mm-hmm. Frank goes every year and, and does something. And, uh, you know, it's been nice to get to know him over the years from, uh, from that, but he's a great guy. And like, uh, you know, and he's got a studio in his backyard, you know, yep. um, also. And like, you know, um, but I like his energy, you know, mm-hmm. wild. And I, I can see how he would not slow down, uh, you know, during this process. He'll just figure out how to do it. I'll have to look up his stuff and see what he's been doing. Yeah, he did a whole cover for The Hollywood Reporter, like uh, maybe like awesome. a, month, a month ago. It was all this remote shooting. It was pretty nuts. Uh-huh. That's cool. Interesting. Wow. wow. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I was going to interested in talking to you about is like, once you get because i think like you're saying like when you started out you kind of got known for that like house hunter stuff you're doing at night once you kind of get discovered and people start to know you for a certain type of work do you feel like you need to like stay within that style to like keep moving forward or do you not even like kind of worry about it no I, 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 it's actually something i i i those are the kind of things I, that i do worry about uh, um but um but here's what I've learned like uh, over the years is that uh, I learned this, the, the woman, Connie Wirtz, I mentioned her, uh, you know, she's passed away fortunately before all these things happened. Um, but uh, um, last year she passed away, but she taught me so many lessons. And I remember when I had that first show at her gallery, I remember I brought down, like I had my houses at night and then, and that was going to be in my show. And then I always, I've always loved looking in the back room of, of galleries, like, where they have just random works of art hanging around or on yeah. the wall. And, uh, um, and, and, I, 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 and I brought a portrait down and a black and white print that I had down. And, and I, this is like when I just, my first real show. And then and she's like, oh, no, 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 no. You need to take that stuff back home. You know, um, um, you need we, people, when people are trying to figure out who you are, you don't want to confuse them with other images. Yeah. You know, and, and she's like, just, just, you can make whatever you want. But right now, let's just focus on houses at night, you yeah. know, and let's just show that. And that's what our show is because, you know, people like, um, you know, she liked to like let the audience because um, sometimes that like, like she would say that, like, and again, you know, there's different consumers for photography. There's like those collectors and then there's you know, people like us that love photography that look at it all the time, think about it all the time. Yeah. You know, there, there, there's students like, you know, um, um, but like with the collectors, she would just say like, sometimes they just get confused and they just want to be able to say like, Oh, that's the guy that shoots the Mississippi river, yeah. you know, and you know who that is because you know, he got well, Alec got well known by sleeping by the Mississippi and like, and you didn't hear about his other projects because he, that's what he was. He was shot that work. And then of course he's branched out a lot like I have and other people do. But for the time being of that, that first immersion and where, where people like want to figure out who you are, you know, um, being uh, uh, not having too much stuff or, or too many different things is, um, I think, important. And so I just kind of did that. And then the next thing I did was interiors. And that made sense with houses. Mm-hmm. And, then, and, and then the next body of work after that, like I, after I did, I did house hunting and I did outskirts. And those were two pretty much suburban nighttime suburban houses or landscapes um, with a few interiors sprinkled in and um, um, just for not just so it wasn't so monotonous. And then, um, and then after that, I was like, then I really was worried. Okay. I don't want to be stuck in this trap 
of just being this person that does houses at night only. Suburban neighborhood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so like the next book I did was called Roaming. Mm-hmm. And it was, it was, it was going to be of land. It was landscapes because I've been shooting those. I've always had multiple interests in photography. Like I've always done portraiture. I've always done landscapes. You know, I fortunately found house shooting at night, you know, but like I have different, I've always done interiors and I have these different kind of like, um, uh, um, just sort of stacks of pictures, you know, that I would just kind of pile on because I, I, because I like, like, I, I get weird when I don't work, you mm-hmm. know, um, and, and so it's good for me to like always have something to like, I can go out and take pictures and then come back with something that will go in one of those stacks, you know, yeah. and so I always made the pictures, but, but in releasing the photographs or, you know, it was important to sort of like, you know, st- stick with that first bundle of houses at night and then, and then very, very uh, strategically, not, I mean, not super, but I really thought about this a long time. Mm-hmm. I was going to do landscapes and there'll be no houses in that book at all. Yeah. You know? and, and, but there were some landscapes at night, yep. you know? Yep. And so it was like, oh, like there's, oh, that looks like his work. That, oh, and then what's this blurry picture through the window? Yeah. It is, it is interesting because I guess because I don't I don't come from like the gallery side of things at all. So when you talk about collectors, it's an interesting perspective because like you say, like we love photography, like, but for a collector, they're like, they're not going to buy a Jeff Koons piece that's like a black and white print. They want the Jeff Koons piece so they can like brag to their friends that, hey, that's yeah. my Jeff Koons crazy fucking like purple statue or whatever. Right, right. Exactly. Exactly. And they're, uh, they operate on a whole nother like wavelength you know um and um um and fortunately the gallery deals with them <laughs> um, <laughs> um and uh, that's where they get that's how they get their 50 percent. you know um they, they do they do earn it very much so um no, definitely yeah um but um but yeah and so then just like i just then i just started to push out and i and i, and I did an, some more landscapes and then and then people and then when i started this i did a book on portraits and that, and people were like, you do portraits. Oh my God. I can't even imagine, you know? And then it's sort of, they were, people were kind of like, what, what's this? And then, and then, but they, the audience catches up and then all the, and then, and then eventually like one of the, one of my favorite books that I've done was um, called excerpts from silver meadows. Um, oh, yeah. and, and, and it was um, with Nazraeli and it, um, and it has 130 photographs in it. And, um, and most of my other books had like 20, six or 35 pictures in it like not many pictures um that's another thing you don't need a lot of pictures sometimes but but for this other book excerpts i did need them because that because i was all of a sudden revisiting this whole idea of these complicated narratives um it almost looks like the book's like almost like a collage in a sense it it, it very much is a collage Uh, um and and then and then and then there'll be a double gatefolds that will open up and there literally will be a collage of images you know, there'll be like a house on the outside of the gatefold and then maybe like an, a person and then you open the gatefold up and then there's, and then there's this whole messy story of this person's life inside this gatefold, you know, that kind of like, it's like, whoa, you know, like what's going on there? Like, and, and then there's old photographs, there's photographs that I like found photographs, there's pictures that I made, I made them, but to look old, um, okay. or I would use a 126 like snapshot camera. Um, and, and, and like with a flash and it looked like, you know, a snapshot from their family album, but I made it like, you know, that week. Um, and, um, uh, so that was sort of a time when everything was opened up. Um, and, and then all of a sudden 
like the work was really complicated and uh but it took me like i mean six or seven it took me like uh, maybe actually longer like 10 years of just kind of doing books that had single subjects in them you know like houses at night landscapes you know rainy landscapes you know interiors people and then i got to do the whole kit and caboodle in one you know which i think is the most complex book i have and, and i like that one very much yeah, because it's yeah. kind of a look back into like your old roots in Ohio, right? Oh, absolutely, and it came from that. There's a um, uh, there's some photo collectors in uh, um, um, Ohio, um, Fred and Laura Bidwell, and they were they were people that um, ironically, we're, see everything is so connected. Like they bought one of my pieces of of art at Julie Saul Gallery in New York, which is the very first place I, I talked about showing. That was like that neighborhood watch show, yep. you know? Uh, and so, I, and I, they didn't buy the work from that show, but like a year later I had a show, but that's how they, they got to me from that gallery. They bought a piece of mine and then, um, and then at least 15 years later, um, I'm, uh, there's an, another person from Ohio um, was, a, a, was um, out in San Francisco, bought a piece of my work. And then um, he heard I was coming back home for summertime for like a week or so. And he was like, hey, we have this photo group. We have this, this photo forum group. Like most museums have like these, um, these, these collector groups where um, there are people that are interested in learning about photography. Uh, uh, and, and, they, and they also help, they, they help the curators like, you know, decide, you know, which pieces do they want to put yeah. in the collection and they also are the ones that end up giving the curators the money to buy the work. You know, for the museum. <laughs> it's a very important uh, fundraising function, but the people in these groups are very, they're, they're on a serious level of collecting, Okay, but they're also curious people. And, and so what they do is they'll, they'll like take a whole group to like Paris photo LA or like, or they'll, or they'll do like, Oh, we're having an evening. Uh, Todd Heider's coming to, John's house, you know, and, and he's going to talk about his work uh, uh, in the living room, um, you know, to like with 15 people. And so I did that, you know, and uh, um, and then I met this woman, Laura Bidwell. Um, and I, and, I, and I, I remember your name. I think you guys bought one of my pieces a long time ago. And uh, and we just started talking and we started connect and we connected. And then, you know, I ended up we, we learned that like they lived down the street from my parents, you know, on, on, um, like not in the same neighborhood, but just like, you know, 30 wow. minutes down the road, you know, from my family. I started going there every Christmas. Just, I, I go home for Christmas and I would go and I was like, I'm going to go visit Laura, Fred and Laura. And then I would go and I'd sit, you know, at their couch on their, with their coffee table. And we would just shoot the shit like we're doing right now yeah. and yeah. talk about all the new things we've seen this year. Cause they travel a lot and they go to things and they, and they just love photography. And so they ended up, you know, um, opening up one of the times it was there, they were like, Oh, you know, we're going to actually open a photo museum in Cleveland. And I was wow. like, really? <laughs> huh, that's okay. Go for it. You know, yeah. and then, you know, and, and then we bought up, we, we bought a power station, you know, an old transformer station, you know, and, and then it's funny cause like a lot of times, and I, I, you know, you hear stories about people doing that and then, it's, there's a lot, yeah, it's really, really hard to do that. You know, mm -hmm. it's a lot of work, but, oh, yeah. but, but they, but they, somebody just dropped something downstairs. I don't know if you heard that, but it's all right. Okay. Yeah. But, um, you can cut that part out. Um, but so, <laughs> so, 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 so they bought a power station and it was like, wow. Uh, and, the, and, and they made it into a gal, a museum. And then, and then I was, you know, again, not looking for anything from them, 
and, and, and they're like, you know, we, we just had a friendship over photography. And then I, and I was going to their house because I, I liked them and they had good photo books, you know, that I hadn't seen, you know, <laughs> and, and, and so, and then just getting to be friends every, every, uh, you know, for like three or four winters in a row. But one time they were like, Hey, we want to, uh, we want you to have the first show in this, in our new Cleveland, Ohio photography only museum, the first of its kind in, in Ohio. And, um, and then, um, um, and then, you know, we also want to like, help you make your work um, for the show. Cause we want that we would love it if the show was had uh, you know, you're from Ohio, you know, we're in Ohio, you know, there's not a lot of people that have come out of this area that have done what, what I had done in photography. And, um, um, and then basically it was like a perfect thing and it just happened. And so that's how that excerpt from silver meadows came about. Cause it was work that was, was going to be centered around where I grew up and my neighborhood. Um, and then, and then, and then, and the, and the environment of Ohio, and the mood of Ohio, and the, the weather of Ohio, and all that. And so, that's how that all kind of came together. Was just from, from that, you know. And, um, uh, and and it was really, it was really exciting to be able to like, you know, put a show up on the walls of of where I came from, basically. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's almost like a self portrait of yourself, kind of. It, it, it is. It's very weird. And then my dad, my, 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 it's the only time I've ever had a show where my entire family went, you know, I remember my, there's a picture of my dad in there, like from high, from high school, like of him on the football or wrestling or football team, you know, and, and, and he was like, and, and, and I blew it up kind of big yeah. and he, um, uh, and it was just, it was a part of a narrative. And then at the show he would be like, Hey, that's me. That's me. <laughs> he was just, this is me, you guys. All these random people it was fucking hilarious. What What did your family think about you getting into photography? Were they like supportive, or they were they did they even understand it? Or I don't think that I, they definitely did not understand it. I think that they thought that I would go away to school and I would come back home. Um, uh, I, 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 that I'd be back home at some point, you know. Yep. And because yep. um, um, actually, <laughs> where I came from, that's what a lot of people did, you know. Yeah. They uh, um, um, you know. And then not, there's nothing wrong with that. My, my, my brother did that. He like, my brother like uh, went to school in France and then was in Cameroon. And now he's the, he's the, he's the, the vice principal of his, of our school where we went to school. Wow. That's high cool. school. Yeah. 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 I mean, he, he's the guy that would be like getting your ass in trouble. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I always ask him, I'd like, all right, what, give me a story, some stories, man. Like, like what's happened lately. I can't imagine going to school now. I think of it now. Like, cause when I was in high school, we didn't have cell phones yet. Towards the end, we had cell phones, but now it's like Wikipedia, internet. It's got to be fucking nuts to be a kid in yeah. school. Like, yeah, imagine yeah, being, yeah. imagine getting bullied. Like when we were like in school, pre-internet. Now it's like yeah. kids are on the Facebook, and people are kids are you know how kids are fucking ruthless. Yeah, they're ruthless. Yeah, I remember like getting you know in fights, you know, after getting off the school bus, you know, and um um, um but like uh never I, yeah we never had that the internet was that we actually got into real fights yeah it was like yeah me, i'll meet you behind the bleed yeah. i remember that shit yeah exactly <laughs> exactly it's totally true yeah. you know so um 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 but anyway but it was uh um um i don't know where that leaves us but uh um it was the the the, the it's interesting to make work about your life you know and um and again and, and i would call it like a loose autobiography mm-hmm. and, and then also and then the other thing that happened with that work is that it ended up ended up getting into like telling other people's stories, you know, cause you can only like talk about yourself for so, for so long. Yeah. And then like, and then you got to get interested. And then 
I, like I mentioned earlier, I, I could watch television news a lot and I would just like to be stories on the news that would just sort of seep into what I was doing. And I'd sort of like, just, you know, think about that stuff and, and just, um, you know, just all kind of like, you know, gels together somewhere, you know? Uh, um, and then, and then when you put two pictures together, it's magic. Sometimes the stories you can tell. Oh, definitely. You cool for yeah. going for a couple more minutes? I said, like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 would you, can we pause for one second? I got to drink a water. Yeah. Yeah. Get a water. Yeah. I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah, no worries. Okay. Okay. Cool. I'm back. Cool. Sorry. Yeah. There's a couple more things. I, yeah, sure. Cool. I really appreciate your time. Yeah, no problem. You know, you know, what's interesting, like having looked at your work for years, like you, you, in your mind, like you create an idea of like what a person might be like. Cause like before uh -huh. I did this interview, I was like, cause a lot of your photos are very like moody. And I was yeah. like, I was like, Oh, I wonder what this guy's going to be like, is he going to be very like tough to talk to? And it's very much the opposite. So it's kind of, right. it's interesting. Cause you, yeah. from looking at people's work, it's like, Oh, maybe he's like a super introverted, like, Oh, right. Yeah. Tough guy yeah. or something. You know what I mean? So it's kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. It's curious. Cause like, like I, I hear that a lot that like I, uh, um, I don't match my work, um, but, um, but, but, but it's interesting because I, I think I get all that, uh, all that out in my work, yep. you know, I, it very, I, my work is very cathartic for me, mm -hmm. you know, um, it's something that I really like, I get all my stuff out and in you, that. Yeah, for sure. And one thing I was kind of curious about being that you're, you're kind of in the gallery world and you're doing books. I know you shoot commercial work. I don't think you really put it on your website at all. I looked at it on your reps website. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's is, where you see it. Is like, do like galleries like frown upon like photographers doing commercial work or like why not put it on your website? I was kind of curious. Like, um, well, well I, I think for me that, that like in my head, yeah, it's like um, there are two different worlds. Yep. Um, and sometimes the work that you need to, the work that you um, you do commercially, it's. Uh, I mean, I mean. The fact that you're that somebody asks you to take a picture of something, it's already slightly compromised from who you are as an artist because yep. you wouldn't normally do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Now, that, but to be said, there's sometimes you get a job when um, it's very much can be like 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 for me like like my 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 rep my, his name is Rob Magnata, mm -hmm. Edge Reps in in New York City, um, and he I've you know I. I I, I met him when I had, when I had, I was uh, my, I have twins that are 17, turning 18 years old, like in about three weeks. Wow. And, um, um, so 18 years ago, I was like, one of those situations where like, holy shit, I'm having kids. I can't just like wait for the phone to ring if you have kids, you know? And, um, I was doing, I was doing pretty well, but I was still really nervous about it, you know? And, um, um, and uh, and every step of the way of my life, like you know, all those those things you go through, like oh, you know, I've met somebody, I'm going to move in together with that person. Like yeah. I didn't want to do that until I could make sure I could afford it, uh, you know, because oh, I had this sweet gig, and and I was a building manager um, when I was in graduate school. When I, was, when I was 25, and I got to live in and I live live for free, basically. So all I had to do was pay for my, you know, my car and my my food. Um, yeah. So, and so to give that up, I was like, oh man, this is really, I got I got to make sure I, I, I can feel this and feel comfortably financially to do that. Yeah. And then, and then the same thing, getting a house. Okay. Getting, having kids, you know, 
It's like you got to be ready financially and, and, and feel okay because it's nerve-wracking, all that shit, being a freelancer. And, it, and, and, yeah, and, that, and no matter where you – how – unless you save money, it's nerve-wracking. Mm-hmm. You know, for 20 years, 30 years of nerve-wracking. I've saved money, but, like, you know, I, I, my shirts are $19, you know, and, uh, and, and, and there is no brand on it. Yeah. You know, um, which is for, I saw I got a lot of photo books, but I got a nineteen dollars shirt on. Hey, um, it works. Yeah, yeah, it works perfectly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, anyway, so um, we were getting to commercial work. So then I I I got an agent, and then our my, our philosophy the whole time was show your artwork. We're, we're show your artwork will be on his my, his webpage, and then I, and, 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 and what, this is back before the internet was everywhere. We were still doing books like like uh, portfolios, yeah. um, like those leather bound things I talked about making for John Goodman, and um, um, and so and every picture in that was art, was came from my artwork, and he was he he always had stayed the course like, you know we don't want to like dumb your not not that it's not not, not that it's dumb we just want to stay pure with your work and your look because you have something that's very unique, and people will hire you to do that. Uh, and, and take pictures of their stuff, you know, yeah. like, like their clothing, like, um, and then, and then uh, like some of the best, some of the better jobs have turned out like where they just like, somebody will let you just do your thing, you know? Um, and then one of those, I did, I did a, a campaign for Victoria Beckham. Oh yeah, um, I saw that. And, uh, and that one, um, and that was just amazing. You know, it, it was like, we, uh, we had the same kind of vision. And then, you know, after I started making a few pictures, she's like, you know, Todd, you can do whatever you want, you know, like literally just, you do, these are gorgeous, what you've already made, like just keep going, you know? And, and then, and she was just like, and, and like her staff was like, Oh my God, she never says that to anybody, dude, mm-hmm. you know? And, um, um, and then, but I just kept doing my thing and then, and it was, we made a beautiful little book, you know, um, and some really nice pictures. Um, and, um, um, but, um, and then in other cases, like, you know, you do something like sometimes there's not things don't fit, you know, like people want you to like, they say they want you to do your thing. And then, but they actually, um, you know, like make it so different that like, it's not your thing anymore. You know? Or then it's like mid shoot. They're getting like, Hey, Judy from uh, accounting says we should exactly. shoot it like this. Exactly. Yeah. 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 You know, and, while and we're you can, here, while we're here, can you, can we add on shot 12 through 17? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> you know, like whatever that happened, that's the one thing about that agent. I like, I'm like, I don't know. Talk to me, call my agent. He'll, he'll answer right away. And then he's like, no, you can't add any shots, you know, because they do, I, they add shit up. Yeah. And it's, it's so hard. And then, and then these recession things, like it, it, you gotta, you got like, when you first go back out there, it's like, you gotta do whatever they want, man. Yeah, and okay. just, you do the 12 to 17 shots and then you go slowly, it'll go back to like, no, call my agent, you know? Um, but, um, um, but like, uh, you know, like, uh, I, I'll be, it's funny. I, I was one of the like, a fast company asked me to do a portrait the other day and you know, it was like, okay, this could be cool, you know? And like, mm-hmm. You know, I haven't worked for a magazine like that in ages, you know, um, but, um, but I like that magazine, you know, and um, so, but in terms of like the commercial work versus the artwork, I think that um, my agent, as you can see on his portfolio, on his website, mm-hmm. he has commercial projects I've done. And, um, um, and, and so that's where that lives. And then, so he takes care of that kind of promotional work. And then I just take care of my own personal website yeah. and, um, and it sort of served us right, you know, and then. 
And then if somebody wants to see something real specific, you know, we'll, we'll just make a custom uh, a link and send it to them. Um, and, uh, and often we will do that because sometimes people get, there's always the, the marketing people that get scared. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're like, oh, this is so dark. Mm-hmm. You know, there was this one thing I did, like I shot this campaign. I'm not going to ma- mention any names. Shot this campaign for this one company. It, it, it did very well. You know, they, it, it, they, they said they sold lots of like, you know, deodorant and stuff. And then, and then the next time there was a one and they, and the people needed to smile in the pictures. Yeah. And then they were like, and I was a natural person to do it because I just done the job with another job with them. And then some fucker in the PR department or marketing is like, there's nobody smiling in any of his photographs. Like it's going to be awful, you know? <laughs> and, and, and it's just like, dude, like, but you don't get the chance to say, Oh, of course we'll make them smile. Of course I can take a picture of somebody smiling. Yeah. That's like, like the frustrating thing with the commercial stuff is because it, unless your stuff looks exactly like the comps, they're like, right. but it's like, I've been doing this for 25 fucking years, man. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. Of course we can make them smile. Of course I can make it lighter. I'll get them to jump through flaming hoops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but it, it's true, but it, it's, it's happening. And, and I think that, the people that are untrained marketing people that don't really understand photography, they're the ones that throw the, that, the, like the, uh, the wrench in that, you know, they're the ones that make those kind of things, you know, happen. But um, that's why it's great to have a, if you have a good, if you work with good editors and art directors yep. and you can do repeat stuff with them, like, you know, I'm sure you know those kind of people where you're like the second, you have a second hand with them. Like you shot with them a lot and like they can just give you a few details and you'll come back with what exactly what they wanted. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So those commissions, like you, 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 you take something away from the commercial and editorial stuff too. It's enjoyable, yeah. enjoyable sometimes. Absolutely, I, I, I always, I, I always enjoy doing that because, um, because one of just the salt, like I work alone pretty much. I have an assistant that works with me every day at my studio, but, um, yeah. um, but other than that, like I pretty much work alone all the time. And all of my shooting um, 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 is pretty much done alone, except you know recently, um, I've, I've had people go with me. But anyway, but um, uh, so whenever I got whenever I got a chance to kind of get out of my studio, you know, work with a crew of people, I'm I've always kind of been into that, you know, um, because it's um, it's fun, you know. Or and then sometimes it's like a great thing. It's like you know, I, I I'm really glad New York Times sent me to like Brazil last last summer. Wow. to photograph like uh, um, concrete architecture. Yep. And, uh, and I'm so glad I got to go do that because like it would be a long time that I would go to, until I get to go to Brazil again, you know. And, um, and so sometimes those, like, those jobs will like, set you in the right place, you know, and, uh, and you've got an amazing experience out of it um, uh, and you got a paycheck. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't always work that way, but sometimes you just get to go somewhere fun and then you get a little tiny paycheck, you know. Yeah, but, uh, but, but still, I, I, I even do those because just to, to, to go do it, you know? Um, yeah. I, like, like I said, working class guy, I, I have a hard time just saying no, unless, you know, um, um, you know, I'll get, I'll get out of bed for like a thousand dollars, you know? Yeah, pretty much, <laughs> you know? man. I don't think I've really turned down much, only a couple of times when you can tell it's just going to be a nightmare, mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. It's, but you can kind of read it. Yep. But, yeah 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 it's true you can you can sometimes you can sometimes tell and then um but but yeah but i, I generally I, I like i and I'm, i was joking about getting out of bed for a thousand bucks like you know <laughs> i'll do it for 500 you know okay <laughs> post-covid i'll do it for 500 okay I, anytime anytime anybody complains about money i'm like 
I just look back to like my first jobs working at a restaurant where you're making like 10 bucks, man. You're working 40 hours a week to make 400 bucks and right. like, shoot an editorial job for two hours for like 800 bucks. I'm like, this is exactly. great, man. It's all perspective. Exactly. <laughs> it, it, it is perspective, you know, it, and, and I have that long perspective. Yeah. You know? um, I, used to, I remember I, I would, well, I had a job once I could cut onions for a, a sushi set, a chef wow. in high school and like I, all day I would cut, uh, cut onions. It was, I couldn't get the smell off my hands. Yeah. Um, you know, and that job didn't last long, but I did it, you know, for a while. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. And yeah. I, just, I just wanted to touch on the portraiture stuff. I know we talked about a little bit. Um, you do some really cool portraits. It seems like primarily you mostly photograph women. Um, what's kind of your approach to portraiture? Do you feel like there's like any similarities with like your landscape work, how you approach it or what's kind of, yeah. your, what, what is it you're look, looking for when you're doing portraiture? You think, um, uh, what, what I'm looking for is basically, um, um, well, I, I'm looking for the same thing I'm looking, I, I'm looking for when I'm like, like out scouting for houses or something. I'm looking a lot of the things that I, in my, the work that my, most of my work, not all of it, like recently it's a little bit different, but uh, I'm looking for something that's familiar to me. You know, I'm looking for something that's, I've, you know, I've, this looks like where I grew up or this is this, I, I remember this kind of sky or like, or um, it's just something that I'm, I'm going back to my past in some way. Yep. And, um, and then a lot of times with, with portraiture, it's a similar kind of thing. You know, there's something about like, you know, there's a reason why when we walk down the street, like, if you could photograph every person there, you wouldn't. There's only about there's only a handful of them you would. Yeah. And um and, and so you kind of kind of like when you see somebody or find somebody that's kind of like fits your cast of characters, mm -hmm. um, it's very much um and, and then and then it, it can work really well. And then when you find somebody that also is similar is is into similar things that you're into, it really can be great. Like there, there's a model I've worked with, um, a name, a Christiana, um, for, for years and for over 10 years, we've been working together and, um, um, and, uh, and, and for her day job is fashion modeling. And, um, um, and that, and so because, because of that, she says she finds a lot of it to be sort of just a little empty sometimes, like yeah. you're doing like beauty shots of lipstick and stuff like that. And then, and she likes, you know, real life narrative and like, you know, she likes like, you know, cinematic portraits and and so we work really well together in that way and because because i understand her and she understands me it it, it just kind of magic happens when we work together um like i've never done a shoot with her and not gotten some like 10 great photographs out of this out of one shoot you know she kind of brings something to it like she even has yeah. like an, an idea of like how she wants it to look it sounds like yeah uh, 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 definitely and we're both it's funny because she's from siberia and I'm from Ohio and it's like, and somehow or another, something happened in our childhoods that like, you know, <laughs> uh, uh, set us askew on some weird path. And like, we totally understand each other. Yep. And um, it, it's quite interesting. So like, um, and, when, and when, we're, when, when we're working, like, you know, you know, we'll, you know, think about the wardrobe and all that stuff. Uh, but like, but when we're actually taking pictures, we don't even really talk about, it. I've never been like, okay, like, give me a somber mood or whatever. Yeah. Like I, I've never said that to anybody, but like, um, um, but, um, I tend to more like just not say anything sometimes and just let them let the, there's sometimes there's tension um, when people are wondering, well, what should I do? You know? Yeah. And like, and th sometimes there's a great picture right in there, you know? Um, so, um, but yeah, so that's how the portraiture ends up kind of looking like, cause I really like it's um, it's, 
it's not sometimes it's like uh it's very important what i take pictures of but it's i it's almost of equal importance of how i take those pictures you know like what look am i going for and how am i gonna like like you know print it you know how am i gonna you know dodge and burn it how am i gonna like modify the you know the, the bring the mood down you know stuff like that yeah it's all thing you said you said you print like a painter that's yes. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 I shoot like a documentarian, but I print like a painter. Yeah. 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 No, it's interesting. Yeah. Cause even like the, the settings where the locations where you're doing a portraiture, they look very similar to like when you're doing interiors, like even the, the, the book you did in Ohio. The, uh, yeah. 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 Absolutely. And then sometimes that like, um, you know, whenever I find a room, that's like a great room. I, I like, I wish there was a person in it sometimes, you know, and, uh, or, or, or like it, it's true. It's the same. It could be the same room, just with no people. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah. So like, yeah. And it seems like a lot of it. You mostly for portrait stuff. It's mostly women. And I was reading the comments as researching it, and it seemed like it was interesting to read people's different perspectives on it. Like some people love it. Some people had some other stuff to say. Like they said, like uh, there was like some nasty like comments in there and stuff. Like yeah, I, I think there's always that kind of thing about like. Um, if you make work that's like very real and, 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 um, and is very, um, it just has like something and there's, there, you know, there's something in there, yep. um, that is poignant, you know, it, sometimes things rub people the wrong way, you know? And, um, um, but I've, you know, I've had there, like for each, for any comment like that, there's like hundreds that are not like that. Yeah. Definitely. And, um, uh, and, and, and so basically, um, and then, um, and sometimes the, the people that, I, like, like I said, the meaning of the image resides in the viewer. Mm -hmm. So when somebody brings like, you know, something to the table and it's not really like, and then they see it in a different way, then that just says a lot about who they might be or what they're grappling with in their own lives or what they've dealt with in the past. Or, you know, it, it's a, it's a touch point. It, it like, you know, like art can like make people like see us something or in art, absolutely triggers things yeah um you know uh, um and and that's why it works you know yeah, it's all it's like all their perception like they're they're creating the scenario in their mind of like whatever that picture was but they weren't there when they took it like i always remember like remember like i think it's probably like 10 15 years ago now jill greenberg had a had a whole mm -hmm. series of like crying babies and she yes. had like a ton of backlash like people fucking hated it but it was right. like that's just what kids do. It wasn't like they were like hurting these kids. They just right. yeah. It was just interesting right. to see people right. how they perceived it. You know, I know. I, I I know all about that work, and and it's really quite interesting. And um, yeah, and and, and a lot, you're right. A lot of people hated that. You know, yep. and then but but it's like you know, if you're a parent, and you have kids that cry all fucking day sometimes, <laughs> and you know, and then you take away a lot. I, I think that the the and some of her what she would do, her, she would have one of the parents take away a lollipop. Mm -hmm. that they were just given and the kid would burst out into tears, you know, and then she'd take a few pictures and then give them the lollipop back. Yeah. You know? And like, you know, yeah. I wouldn't do that to somebody else's kid. Yeah. But, uh, you know, um, um, but I think it's fine for a parent to do that to their own. Yeah, definitely. Know, or a piece of art. You know, it's, I, I, I think that, um, I don't think there's any harm done in that, that those pictures, you know, no, definitely not. And, and, then, and then if somebody wants to get all up in arms, there's a hell of a lot of shit to get up in arms about other than that. You know, yeah. out in the world. So, like, go, 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 look in some other other area, and you'll find you know what you're 
hoping to correct. You know, yeah, go, go, go yeah. look at the kids that are in cages down in like Texas. And yeah, that's precisely. Like, that's the real that, fucking yeah, yeah, problem. That, yeah, that's the real fucking problem. I agree completely. You yeah. know, yeah. so um, so anyway, um, that's maybe a good place to leave this. You know, yeah, I want to say, I, I want, I hope that every single person who hears this votes yep. in November. And I also want to say, if you guys know people in these swing states, like try to make sure they go vote or, mm -hmm. or they, they vote and do not let these people take away our mail-in voter rights. Nope. So anyway, well, Tom, power to you. I appreciate it, man. I know this one went long, but it was a real pleasure talking to you, man. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, 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 very nice. Yeah. You know, I, I can already tell you that like, uh, if you and Tiber and I sat around a bar, we got really drunk. <laughs> Hey, well, let's make it happen someday, man. <laughs> it sounds like fun. And, and tell him I said hi when you talk to him. I will, man. All right, yeah, Todd. Okay. Well, you take care, man. Okay. All right, all right. Take care. I'll see you later, man. All right. Later. Bye, Alex. Bye. So there you have it. That was the Todd Heido interview. I uh, just want to thank Todd so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It's a real pleasure talking to him about everything he's kind of done over the course of his career. Um, haven't really had too many like kind of uh, fine art kind of gallery photographers on the podcast. So I was kind of I was like to kind of hear about that world and how it operates and everything he kind of does with his books. Uh, definitely go check out Todd's website at toddheido.com as well as his Instagram at toddheido underscore. And definitely um, check out oh, one of Todd's books. It's called House Hunting. Really amazing book as well. He's got a bunch of other ones that you can find online. Um, excerpts from Silver Meadows, which we talked about in the podcast. Really amazing series of photos. So definitely go check out some of those books. And uh, yeah, as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts every Monday on iTunes, Spotify, as well as our YouTube page, The Photo Banter. Um, so yeah, so thanks so much for listening and take care.